yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still here after all these years, after all these tears I shed. Welcome back to I'm Still Here. I'm Larry. And I'm Heather. In 1998, at the age of 26, I was diagnosed with stage four breast cancer. It changed everything for us, but I'm still here. And we are starting something a little different this time. Oh, boy. We are going to find out who Heather is outside of cancer okay. in a lot of different ways. Um, so this will be a multi-part series where I get to ask questions that Heather doesn't know is coming. And uh, Heather has to answer those questions. Is it good that we're not in the same room? (laughs) Not the same state. (laughs) Okay, so uh, tonight I thought uh, it would be a good idea for everybody to learn more about um, the career part of you. Okay. So from the very beginning to now and the whys behind it, and I have some some questions about that. Okay. Um, why don't you first kind of start us off, go all the way back to choosing a career in college and that. Talk to that a little bit. Sure. So when I was in uh, high school, I, I met a there was a kid who went to our church who had down syndrome and i just always thought that was kind of interesting i he was really interesting to me i just kind of loved him he was uh the same age as my younger brother and sometimes our families would hang out too um so when i started in high school trying to think about what i might want to do um i don't know who set it up i would guess my mom probably had the idea but i ended up spending some time Uh, my senior year of high school at our what kind of our education center for so our kind of that school for kids that you know had impairments that you didn't see at you know regular high schools or whatever and I um I was with a teacher who she taught kids with autism but the thing that was really awesome about her was she was like let me show you not just my job but let me show you all the other jobs that are here so um, I, I do kind of thank her for that thing. Cause of course, you know, I mean, my dad was a teacher. My mom was in computer programming. Um, I knew what it, being a teacher was, but I didn't know about a lot of other jobs like that. So that's where I learned about being, um, a therapist of some kind. So I met speech OT and PT and, um, OT being occupational therapy. So then we just started looking at like, what were the requirements for schooling? What did that look like? What was the differences in the jobs? If I'm going to be really honest, I needed no math at all to be an OT. That was part of the draw. <laughs> I didn't like math at the time. But also when I started looking at it, it just felt like it, I could be a little more creative um, being an OT, not so focused on just kind of the mobility aspects and and things like that. So I ended up, I went to Western. There were three OT programs in the state of Michigan. I went and there was Eastern, Western, or Wayne State. Uh, I, I decided to go to Western. I got into the program um, my junior year. And uh, so I have a bachelor's in occupational therapy. Woohoo. Okay. So did anybody out well, and, and this it doesn't even have to be OT, but who influenced you? Did anybody influence you to go As into that? as a therapist sure no i mean okay. i didn't really so, know what a therapist was you know what i mean right. 
that's what I'm asking, I guess. Yeah. Is what why was there anyone that went down a specific career path or you knew of or anything like that? No, or was it but just... I, I mean, I think there was a couple of forces at work. I mean, so I graduated in 1990 from high school. Um, my parents very much wanted us to get a degree that would get us a job. Like that was important, right? So I didn't feel, I didn't, yeah, I didn't feel like I could kind of like explore, oh, I'm going to be, I mean, like our daughter's a sociology major. That was not on the table for me. And I don't know if I wanted it to be, but I think I was looking at like psychology and some things like that. But a lot of it was driven by like, you know, get a job, be able to get a job. And then I think too, I mean, some of it was like flexibility overall with lifestyle, you know, like would, would it be a career that would be good for raising a family and stuff, which wasn't necessarily on the forefront for me. But again, I think my mom was thinking about that kind of thing because she was in a job that was very, you know, she had to be there every day, all day. She didn't get a lot of time off, things like that. So. Okay. Um, so why don't you then take us into what you did with that? So I ended up, I, I became an occupational therapist and I knew I, I mean, it was really my intention if I was going to be an OT to be an OT in the schools. So um, I, you know, I thought it was a fun way to kind of be um, with, I don't know, just in that environment. But I also like I knew I'm, I'm not a teacher like that kind of that there was I was never drawn to like being a teacher or things like that. So um, I ended up as an OT, you have to do two rotations at the end of your you know, time. I did it 12 weeks um, inpatient hospital rehab. And it, I learned, oh my gosh, so much and had so many great experiences. But then I also did a 12 week school rotation. So coming out of start out in schools. Well, because there weren't any school jobs <laughs> at the time <laughs> or that I could find. So I found a, a, a job um, in Big Rapids which was, uh, it was a contract company and they had the contract with the hospital, uh, inpatient, outpatient, and they did contract to, to the schools locally. So I thought, oh, I might have a shot of getting in there. So that's the job that I took. Um, and I was there for, I think I was only there for actually like six months. And then a pretty large um, company came in and started an outpatient pediatric um, you know, situation in that, that town. So I interviewed for that job, got that. And I worked there for, I think, I don't know, a little over a year and then a school job opened and I applied for that and got that. So, so then, uh, you worked there for a while mm -hmm. and then cancer hit, right? Yeah. I, worked there? Uh, I think I was there for about two and a half years. I was leaving mid-year. I had literally just resigned when we found out about the cancer and I had resigned to take a job uh kind of a similar job but closer to home so a lot of these jobs go by counties intermediate school districts so I just was moving from the ISD to our south to the one that you were actually a part of and we knew that way we knew we'd have you know similar vacations and all that kind of stuff um but yeah I couldn't I mean the timing was blah terrible and that I you know not only was I um had I just resigned and I didn't know what was 
coming forward. But I also was like trying to like then leave, you know, my caseload and my whatever to the next person in a way that made, I don't know, some semblance. I couldn't even, I couldn't even think, you know, most days. So that was really a challenge. Okay. We've talked a lot about cancer treatment, which you went through and, and you were off work for a while. Mm -hmm. And then what? So initially what I did was I, I worked one day in my new school district to be able to kind of continue benefits. I asked them for a leave. They granted me a, a leave, um, which is, a, so that would have been like January over the summer. I got word from these, the, my new employer, which I didn't know them, uh, that if I didn't come back in the fall, I wouldn't have a job. And I knew I wasn't I just, I couldn't come back. I was going to do radiation in the fall. I knew that that was just, it wasn't, I mean, we both, I think really agreed that that's not, it wasn't on the table really for me. Um, and we were making it in the way, you know, we were going forward. So I didn't, I didn't go back. And then I spent the next couple of years just really focused on um, being as healthy as possible, building, you know, really a healthy lifestyle, um, spending time with Sydney, um, yeah, just building, but I literally, I walked away thinking that I will never be an OT again. I mean, I thought I was done. So yeah. Not true. Keep going. Not, tr not true. So then, oh, I don't even know what it was. It was probably a good long time. I bet hmm, once kids were in school, we built a house, we did a lot of different things. Um, and then I just started getting word that like there was there was work out there. And I was like, oh, I could I think I covered a couple maternity leaves like that kind of stuff. I did some different things like that. People knew that I was an occupational therapist in the area. Uh, I started doing some what we call PRN work in the medical field that just kind of means filling in for people, you know, kind of on a day by day situation where you can kind of say, you know, I've got five hours available. So I, I dipped my toe back in that way, uh, working mostly at nursing homes. Um, and then in 2010, uh, the same school that I had left called and said that there was a job available. Um, so I interviewed for that. At that time, I actually was doing like contracted like one day a week with a neighboring district um, and and so I ended up doing doing that, going back to the school district that I had been told that if I didn't go back now, I wouldn't be at. Um, so, which takes us to this fall. Yeah. So I and I, I worked there for a long time. I was there for like twelve years, um, and I just I needed a change. I was burnt out. I was. Um, I feel like in some ways I knew too much and didn't enough, and I just really needed, I needed a change. Um, we'll get to that. Yeah. So tell us what's next. So then I, I so I resigned from there um, and decided to travel. So um, as a travel therapist, it's almost kind of like taking PRN, but in a bigger capacity, you agree to contracts for a certain amount of time. So in the medical field, that's generally like 13 weeks at a time. So uh, the first one I decided to do, I, I decided to get my Indiana license. Again, now you're looking at all of these different things. Michigan market's not great for, for OT. So I looked at Indiana, um, got my license and started working at, at an assisted living this fall in um, Mishawaka, South Bend. 
actually multiple ones. And, and now I'm, I'm still in Indiana, but in a different place. Um, and I'm back in the schools uh, from January to June. So, okay. so um, looking back now, mm -hmm. how long ago do you think it was where you were like, I need to change? Uh, I think ever since I started kind of this journey with entrepreneurship, ever since I started believing in myself a little bit more, ever since I realized like, this is never going to fulfill like my goals and dreams. I'm never gonna, nobody's ever gonna, how do I say this? I'm never gonna be known for being an OT there's no there's just there's no advancement there's no way to kind of be really I mean you can be great with kids or whatever but I just knew that I couldn't really go grow and make the impact that I wanted to make with other with people um in in that job how long ago was it that you thought you might need a change I'll just ask it again maybe she'll answer this <laughs> I probably, I mean, honestly, five years ago. Okay, so good. Listen to the question, ma'am. <laughs> so five years ago, yeah. and meaning you've been thinking about this, you've been, for lack of better words, unhappy uh, in your employment. Now, there's been happy days for sure, and, and I know some of the people you worked with made you very happy, and yeah. others, not so much. Um, but why do you think or what are the reasons why it took five years to pull the trigger and make a change talk to us about those things um honestly because there's a there's two things one i didn't i didn't know if i could bet on myself and and make it happen right um also, education, the world that I lived in, I feel like every it gets looked upon as kind of like, you've got it made. Like, why would you leave? Why wouldn't you stay until you were fully vested? Why wouldn't you? Why, why, why? All of those questions from other people. And just the assumption that I would stay forever, right? Until we retired kind of thing was such a, just such a predominant part. It, it took me a lot to go, this might be right for you, but it's not right for me. You know what I mean? And times a thousand, like, right. you know what I mean? And I don't know, there's a certain amount of, I don't want to say guilt or whatever, but sometimes people will be like, you know, whatever, do it for the kids, which I'm like, I can't, I can't be there for the kids if I can't be there for me, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, you really, you really haven't made a career change. No, not yet. Made a location change. Not right? yet. As of right now. Yeah. So what you're doing right now really isn't the goal. No. Okay. We'll get to that. So let, let's go back to, you know, what made you finally pull the trigger or people out there thinking about, yeah, I'm in a similar situation. Well, I mean, was it the people? Was it the environment? Was it the job? Was it, what was it? Okay. The number one, the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. honestly is I've and I've been saying this for a while but if I were to be re-diagnosed and I was still in that job I would be beside myself 
to think I spent so much time some in a place that I really needed to leave. If I took this time that I've been given, and I'm so blessed to be here so many years beyond what so many people with, with stage four breast cancer are. Mm -hmm. And I literally was in living, um, you know, a, a big part of my life in my occupation, my job was making me unhappy. I just, I don't want to live with that regret. Without specifics, that's what I'm asking though. What, let people know what, what was making you so unhappy because you're doing the same job right now. If you did. So <laughs> well, what was making you so unhappy? I, uh, <laughs> Uh, the difference right now is that I'm in charge. I get to call the shots. I get to negotiate the contract. I get to be, I'm respected for who I am, the experience I have, the the things that I'm good at. Uh, people, I literally every day, every day right now, somebody's like, we're so glad you're here. I hadn't heard that in years. <laughs> I mean, honestly. Yeah. Not even so, we're so glad you're here. It's like, you should be glad you're here. Like, it's just a difference. It's a, it's a mutual respect for the situation. It's a, how can I help you? And thank, and, and thank you for helping us. Like that's, it's totally different, mm. totally different. So what, it, it, you know, I, I realize this is not the end goal of what you're doing right now. We need to let yeah. people know that it, um, but, and we'll get into that, but what, what's what was the scariest part about pulling this first trigger and quitting your job because that's that's scary it's super quitting scary your job is scary when it paid well um reliable all of those things that people often want what was the scariest part about quitting yeah i think it's all those things it's it's the oh my gosh i'm giving up a reliable income that frankly i'm probably you know i could i could sit there until i retire you know um, that was the scariest part, the financial part of it, I think, you know, mm -hmm. and I don't, I don't even remember, did you have a job before you quit? I think you did, or you were yeah, on I that had my path, license right? before I quit. I mean, okay. and, and again, and even that, like I, I heard rumblings that I like, you know, left them in a lurch, but of course I had to take care of myself. I had to yeah. know that I was going to be, that we were going to be okay financially. So. Mm -hmm. Um, do you, I know there's no way to really answer this, but I'm interested in your, your thoughts on it. Um, looking at, you know, pre-cancer to now, what if you never would have got cancer? What, what do you think about your career path or changes or similarities or, or, there, or maybe you I just don't know. I do think, I, I mean, I think there probably would have been a dissatisfaction at some point. I just feel like, you know what I mean? I, I'm in a career that, like, I keep talking about limits, growth, and opportunity. Like, you don't just keep moving up, right? It's very much, you can, yes, you can take different paths and things like that. But but you either become some sort of a manager of a place that I don't want to manage, or you, you do what? I don't know, you know? So I think there would have probably been some dissatisfaction at some point. For sure. Do you think that would have happened earlier? Well, maybe? honestly, though, like without the cancer, your health the whole time. <laughs> I mean, without the cancer, yeah, I'd have thirty years in. I could, oh, I could be right. retired and be okay. starting something new. Sure. You know what I mean? Do you think you ever would have made it that far? I'm saying. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I think it would have probably been a lot more likely, but I don't know that. Mm -hmm. So, 
Is this a midlife crisis? I think it's a midlife opportunity. It's really a two-part question because what is a midlife crisis? I was thinking about that today. I think for me, I've thought about this a little bit too. You know, a midlife crisis, in my opinion, is actually that I am in a point in my life where not everything involves taking care of somebody else. And then it gives me the opportunity to think, what do I really want? Like, well, I think that's a big part of midlife crisis going, oh, I'm not a spring chicken anymore. I want maybe all of these things. I'm going to do it. I think I that's think what we say, people, midlife crisis. I know. think there's a certain amount of that. But I think for women, it's also just like maybe a few things have been taken off my plate where I'm not so freaking scheduled all the time. I'm not so this and this and this that I can go, you know, I, I mean, we've alluded to some of this too. Like, who am I? And what do I love? And what do I want to, how do I want to spend the rest of my time? Right? What? You're not John Valjean. <laughs> you just. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Who I... am I? What? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, you made it sound just like that. Who am I? <laughs> okay. So now let's go in the future. Let's, yeah. let's look at, we, we've kind of discussed where you've been uh some reasons why of that um and i and i kind of i i don't exactly know how to ask this i'm gonna ask it and then this what is your dream way to make money i I use i was gonna say job but that's not i don't think that's not a job it's certainly not a job right what is your dream way yeah and maybe it's not even focused on money to be fair well i mean no it's a part a part of it hopefully but yeah. Yeah, I think it's really it's to um it's to live in my story. I mean, and to help women with cancer and women who want to transition into their best lives. It's it's all of those things. It's writing, it's podcasting, it's speaking. It's it's really owning kind of my story and the challenges that have been presented to me. And hopefully being able to help other women uh, because of them, right? It would helping them on a one-on-one or a coaching thing be? Or... I don't know. I don't know if I'm a coach. I, I, I don't know if I'm a coach. I, um, I, I like group, big group type of things. I like speaking. Uh, I like writing, you know. Mm. I'm not super sympathetic, empathetic. That's what scares me a little bit about coaching. I don't have a lot of um, bandwidth for but, 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 or kind of, you know, excuses. And um, I think you handle that type of stuff way better than I do. Um, So, yeah, I think so. You know, speaking, I I understand that. That means Mm -hmm. going to groups and telling your story or, uh, you know, motivating or or these kind of things. I get that. Um, Let's talk about writing. Mm -hmm. Writing what? Well, I mean, writing, I'm working on another book, um, which is, it's interesting. It keeps evolving. And I keep wondering like why it's taken so long to get this book proposal done. But I think it's- Have you been working on it a while? Oh yeah, probably. I mean, a good year I've been working on it. I mean, I can't, whatever, working, but definitely still 
you know, it's been on my list and I've, it's been things I've, I've come back to fairly regularly, but I think what has changed for me is, is realizing that as a woman and as I uh, go through life, that I get a lot of inspiration and uh, it helps me a lot to hear from other women and what their stories are. And so when I first started with this book, I assumed it would be specifically for women with cancer, but now I'm realizing that cancer might just be the challenge that I have dealt with just like addiction or whatever, right? Circumstances. So right. I'm trying to kind of figure out <laughs> what that looks like in terms of the audience and, um, and you know, what, yeah, just kind of where that is. And so. when will that come out? <laughs> the proposal? I, oh, you can put me on the spot. Yes, I am putting you on the spot. Yes. I can have the proposal done by the uh end of my spring break which is april something 10th whoa okay in so. a proposal because for us people who don't know anything about books that is what proposal what is, is kind of the 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 outline the beginning writing the ideas the marketing the kind of the whole all of that like who who i am why i am qualified and also here's a glimpse of what I'm looking at. But what I'm realizing too is I think we can all be our own worst critic and and keep, you know, you can keep going over and over, but sometimes you just got to get it out and, and then flesh it out later. So. Yeah. I mean, the truth is I, I think you probably have a lot of books in you. Yeah. Um, but you're trying to maybe put all of them into one. Might be true. Instead of, Hey, write the first one. Which leads to a second, you know. I mean, you've yeah. already written one. I shouldn't say write the second one, which the third one, etc. But yeah. Um, yeah, okay. So, um, what would you say? And this again, I think it goes for everybody out there, whether you have cancer. Cancer is a non-factor in this one, but mm -hmm. wanting to take the next step, and it doesn't have to involve burning the boat, you know. But yeah. wanting to take that, yeah. what? what's the holdbacks what what challenges people to i gotta do this type of thing what are those well i think, I think you've had some I think the balance is between being you know like i don't want to ever be irresponsible but you do have to take some risk you know and so that's what really like for me with my career as an ot what it finally came down to was one, I had to put away everybody else's voice. I don't care if you think this is a great job for me. It's not a great job for me. And I know that. And so all of the perks that you're seeing, I'm sorry. I don't, you know what I mean? I'm coming home exhausted. I I realize I'm burnt out, right? Mm -hmm. um, so those things, like I'm responsible for me, <laughs> that kind of thing. I think that's part of it. I think there's also just realizing that, if you don't take, I don't, it, I don't even know if risk is the right word, but if you don't ever try, you'll never know. Like, right. But, but what are, what are the challenges for you right now to, to speaking, writing book, Phil, you know, I know there's a lot more than that, even that you're yeah. interested in, but what, what's hold, what's the hold back from that? Uh, right now it's like logistics, which I'm working on, but it's also kind of trying to, you can't make it perfect to start. You just got to start. And I, and I know this now more than I ever have. So I know I need a website and I'll have one soon. Is it going to be perfect? No. We should, 
we should mention um, that this isn't the only thing on your plate. You're a small business owner right. that is getting that kind of reback up and different yeah. angle, different angles with that. And that's been burning for how long? How long have you opened? I think 2016, I think is actually oh, when we started a long working. time on that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but but again, it takes time, you know, yeah, those that's are changed. Right. Yeah. Those are like those iceberg things though, right? That you see where everybody sees the tip and they're like, oh, they've made it. No, they've either been working their ass off or they put it aside or they've done all these different things. There's so much more to it than when, mm. when you see somebody finally, you know, make it. Mm. So, but okay. yeah, I think there's a lot of components to it, but I think they're all in motion. And I think what this is showing me, what, what I've learned in the last six months is, you know what? I can do this. I can figure things out. I can keep moving. I can also make demands and, and have them met. You know, I can, I can figure out a way to make OT work for me, right? You know, and mm -hmm. I also have realized, like, honestly, I have so much more energy now than I did a year ago because I, it, it doesn't, my job doesn't suck the life out of me. And I, you know, I don't, I don't know how else to describe that. But it's, so it's less of an emergency to make the next jump. Did no, I think well, not an no. emergency. Maybe that's the wrong word. You know, no. but you know, I felt like it was an emergency a year ago. Right? Yeah, I think the the cool thing about what I'm doing right now is that the jump the jumps are kind of already put in place for you because I, they're contracts and they have ends. No, no, like, no, no. I'm not talking about being an OT. Oh, okay. You don't want to be an OT. No. So my my final question is, um, describe to us Heather Jost five years from now. Oh. Yeah, I think five years. You can. I think five years from now, I can be exactly where I want to be in terms of podcasting on a regular basis with an audience that that is big. I mean, I appreciate the people we have, but I think it can grow substantially. Sure. Um, and I think, uh, you know, writing either books or other things as well. I mean, but again, having a book in the works at most times is is me um, and speaking. I and that means you know, a couple times, whatever that looks like. I mean, I think it's kind of funny when I, I look at you and officiating, I'm like, October is just always going to be busy for us. And that's cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. So, yeah. um, and, but also designing my own life and mostly more important, knowing my own worth, you know, I'm really tired. I'm so tired. Uh, that's the, been one of the biggest switches as I get to tell people what I'm worth. Yeah. Very true. Okay. Well, I think we've all got to know you a little bit better now, especially, you know, uh, people may have been wondering certain things that that's definitely a, a, a working or career, uh, type of history really minus the cancer. We didn't talk a whole lot about that. Um, but, I, but obviously that has shaped, um, a lot of your passions or a lot of what, you know, where you're going, I believe, uh, with the writing and the speaking, I, I think cancer will always be a part because it's part of you. May not be what you're speaking on, but it will. It's you know we all have it's, a history. It's giving me it's given me a perspective that I will never. I mean you know that just about longevity, but also about spending time on the things that you know really matter, and ultimately you know what I'm going to allow to suck my energy. You know. <laughs> or use the, you know, for good. Yeah. So, cool. yeah. 
All right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening. And uh, our next installment will be whenever Heather tells me our next installment will be. Oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> thanks for the interview. It'll change. It's fun. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Hey, we'll talk to you all soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still here. After all these years, after all these tears I shed. I'm still here, and I'm walking this earth like I should be. There was days that I didn't know if I would be, yeah, yeah. Now I stand tall with my feet in the ground and my head in the clouds. Cause I'm still here, like I should be, yeah, yeah, like I knew that I could be. Here we go, here we go. Hey everyone, I hope you loved this episode of I'm Still Here and I wouldn't want you to miss out on what comes next. So be sure to rate, review, and follow this show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast, especially if you found it helpful. We need all the shares, likes, stars, and love we can get. We'd also love to hear from you. Leave your comments and questions and we'll incorporate them into future episodes. Have a great day.